0: Before we get into this week's episode of For the Love of Wrestling Radio on BBG, a little disclaimer. The guest, Georgia Smith, will be appearing at For the Love of Wrestling, which was gonna be on October the 31st and the 1st of November, and we talk about that a lot during the show, like talking about those dates and everything. Now, For the Love of Wrestling has made a statement that because of everything that's been going on with COVID-19. The show will be moved to May the 15th and 16th, 2021. Now, all information will be available on the internet. That's the internet. Uh, type Full Love of Wrestling on Facebook, etc. and you'll find all the information that you could possibly need. Uh, So yeah, just that little disclaimer. And also this week, uh, because uh, she couldn't tell us on the interview, it was like a a closely guarded secret, which I tried to get her to, you know, open up about. But the Davy Boy Smith action figure, which was unveiled at San Diego Comic Con this week, which is wonderful because it's based on... uh, about 1988 british bulldogs era with matilda an actual british bulldog instead of the french bulldog that jacks uh, gave the bulldogs double pack uh, back in the day uh, it's a wonderful figure so yes um this interview was done before san diego comic con took off and everything but myself and foxy will be doing a comprehensive review of everything san diego comic con wwe And uh, the other unveilings, wrestling unveilings of uh, the past week. And that will be coming very, very soon. So yes, with that, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Please enjoy my interview with the one and only, the lovely Georgia Smith. and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Wrestling Radio on BBG Wrestling. We are the official podcast of Europe's largest wrestling convention, For the Love of Wrestling, which will be taking place in Liverpool in 2021. One of the coolest attractions at the event will be the opportunity to be up close to ring gear worn by, in many people's opinions, the UK's greatest wrestling export, the British Bulldog. That gear will be displayed by today's guest, the daughter of Davey Boy Smith, Georgia Smith. Hello.
1: Hello, how are you?
0: I'm good. No one asks how I am on these podcasts. So, yeah, th- that's very nice of you to ask that. Um <laughs> that's the that's the half British side, you see. Yes.
1: Yes, you being know.
0: very most. Yeah, and and you're very polite because you also have Canadian as well, the most polite country in the well, world. I think. Yeah,
1: When, when yeah. <laughs> I guess if you live there for <laughs> for long enough they're not so polite anymore, but you know <laughs> I, I, my family and I we try
0: yeah, well, there you go. And I must apologise as well because uh, there may be cats walking in and out, and I know that you're very used to cats in your yeah. life. Um, yes, fine. <laughs> so, what I, do you have at the moment? You.
1: I don't. I just have three fish, and you know what their names are.
0: I'm guessing Davy, Owen, and Brett.
1: No, butcher, uh, Honey, blade.
0: Oh, uh, see that—that that was me being too stereotypical and assum- assumptive of what you would call them but yes no that that's really cool. So, what kind of fish just goldfish or are they well, exotic
1: they're they look like goldfish but they're like a tropical like they're like fluorescent colors so they illuminate like in the dark so i don't really know what kind of fish they, they just look like bright goldfish
0: the, uh, but very relaxing to look at i'm sure
1: very relaxing to look at see if I had a cat that would be perfect entertainment for the cat and they yeah they they just add something to the house and you know a friend of ours had this you know like $500 fish tank and he was just like I don't I don't have any space for it anymore so I was like okay so we took it and uh you know it's it just adds to the to the house and but I want to get a dog um I would like to get a bulldog or my mom's got my one dog in Canada I've got a Pomeranian um, oh. yeah she's uh she's got major attitude diva and uh, a bulldog before that the bulldog and the pomeranian were best friends but now you know she she's just got the cats and they get along fine but yeah i want to get a dog i think here
0: that's amazing though like just the visual of a bulldog and a uh, pommy you know i
1: know i know, uh, <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> and they do they do have uh small dog issues they are really they can be really vicious
1: yeah, they can be a little hits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, like like how you have decorative fish for the house, my cat, cats are kind of decorative in the fact that they will just defecate wherever they like and add to the decor that way.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, of course, that's to be expected. Now, are you the type now, will you let your cat on the counter? Because my family, they're all cool with cats on the counter, but sometimes they'll go in a household and it's like, nope, cat's not allowed on the counter.
0: No, they know not to. They they can go just about anywhere, but uh, they know not to go anywhere where there is food nearby. Uh, that doesn't stop them sometimes, but they cats are all the cats. They are both rescue cats. They're both twenty now, and um, wow. yeah, they're both sisters. But they they hate each other. <laughs> they hate each other, but they'll gang up on any intruders, like any other cats. They will actually gang up on. Wow. Mm. Mm. Yeah, c- cats are they're wonderful, but also horrible
1: <laughs> yeah that's another thing like with cats the difference with them is like when you come home a cat will be like oh hi you whatever feed me okay I'm gonna go now do my own thing where's a dog's like oh my god hi how are you uh I love you don't leave me again
0: <laughs> yeah everything is the greatest thing in the world to a yeah. dog so when when you were growing up then I'm guessing you were you had Matilda around quite a lot
1: yeah, so I don't really have a lot of memories of Matilda. My, my brother would because he's a little bit older than me. But um, she wasn't actually like our dog. She was a show dog that was for the British Bulldogs. And she traveled. So she didn't like dynamite. She didn't like my mom. She especially did not like dynamite. Um, but she, just, she, was, she was very territorial of my dad. And, like, she would, you know, if she was home with, with us, she would, like, deliberately go on the bed and just pee all over it. And, like, on my mom's spot, because she would be, like, you're not coming in here. This is my dad, my owner. <laughs> <She's laughs> it's me. And my mom's, like, geez. Like, she... But poor Matilda, like, she she was a show dog and she had a litter of puppies before she was on the road. So she probably had, like, a lot of, you know, issues. You know, she probably... Cause she was always having puppies like in her show dog life, you know, off and on. And then she would never see the puppies again. And the next thing you know, she's on the road traveling all over the place. And you know, her one confidant was my dad. Mm. And uh, you know, she wasn't really like Harry and I would like try to play with her. And she, I think she tolerated it. She like bit Harry one time on his like upper lip. She bit him and like it scarred. And uh, she, I don't know. I think she was just like kind of cranky and, I'm not trying to say that she had a bad life or anything because she she had fun and my dad loved her. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, she she was just kind of there. Uh, She wasn't really like a dog that we could, you know, really love. And and, you know what I mean? Like she wasn't like one that you would come home to or you could really play with or anything like that. She was kind of like doing my own thing.
0: That, that's the thing with those show business dogs. They just, you exactly. know, they want, they want they want their own space. They're just complete divas at times, you know.
1: Diva. Um, She's a diva. You hit the nail on the head. She was like, <laughs> I'm traveling. I'm doing this. He's with me. You guys are all like in my way.
0: <laughs> and, and Matilda also once in a while came out with her own ring gear as well. So do you know what happened to that when you didn't come across that when you were finding all of your dad's? uh stuff
1: here like did she (laughs) sorry refresh my memory
0: (laughs) she wore like a she wore like a flag vest sort of thing like the sequin oh
1: yes 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 um no i've never actually seen that in my life but maybe maybe the the person who got matilda maybe he he took that or maybe dynamite took it or maybe dynamite's daughter has it i i'm not sure but if we did have it as kids Oh, my God, I would
0: have been wearing that over the place. <laughs> is, is that what happened? I, I, I know this is just going to confuse people that we're just talking about Matilda all the time, but I love Matilda. Uh, I have a Matilda. Um, I don't have the plush. Do you have the plush Matilda that came out? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Bring that to the love of wrestling, please, because um, I would love to see that in person.
1: I'm pretty sure I have it. I think, it's, I think it's kind of been worn and torn and used and abused from my dogs, destroying it. But you know who has got a fresh perfectly nice one is Zack Ryder he's got like this brand new
0: one nothing shocks me about Zack Ryder and the things that he owns <laughs> like, you know, um yeah he's he's went for a lot because I am a collector but I mean Zack Ryder is just next level and he, it does help when you have the money to be able to spend on things like that um but yeah I, I'll um the fact that he has a Matilda now now leaves it open for everyone else to now get a one <laughs> yeah
1: I for sure do if, if I don't have like with me here i know i've seen it at my mom's house in canada i mean i don't know if i'll be able to go to canada but i've seen that they're with the little t-shirts and stuff. i've seen them for sure there
0: <laughs> and i'm guessing like one of my favorite uh vignettes of all time is the uh matilda telling everyone not to smoke oh you know, i she... thought
1: it was gonna be the one when it's like headbutt dynamite <laughs>
0: She you know, was a very conscientious dog and she was very good at like giving advice to the bulldogs as well. She did lead them to some tag titles, so you know, she's one of the most successful divas of all time, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. You know who <laughs> did that voice for Matilda?
0: Oh, please tell me. Go on.
1: It was um Sue Hison. Oh really? Yeah, she did the voice of Matilda.
0: I've learned a thing. That's that's <laughs> You
1: that's were this old when you
0: learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have a, um, I don't know how much Matilda merchandise there was, but I do have a pin badge of Matilda. Um, and it was sent, I sent it to an American, I'll have to show you a picture of it. Um, I sent it to an American friend who's a big dog lover, and she thought it was just like a dog charity pin. So she put it in a drawer for a long time. And that's, I, I paid a lot of money for that badge and when I told her like I'm waiting for a, a badge of a bulldog on she was like oh that, that is yours okay sorry about that um but yeah I don't know if you've ever seen it but uh, Matilda I hope she got the royalty checks I hope she was eating she, she was eating well off those royalties
1: yeah eating caviar and <laughs> 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 she probably was back in those days
0: Mhm. so I mean Matilda will be like She had kids, so did you get to see any of the kids or the grandkids or anything like that?
1: No, but when we get bulldogs, we just say this is Matilda's because we've always had girl bulldogs. And when we get like we had one named Mary back in nineteen ninety seven, and she passed away in two thousand seven. And then we had Joanna two thousand seven to two thousand sixteen. They don't unfortunately they don't live very long. But um, we we just always said this is Matilda's uh, granddaughter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I think I saw a post of that, and I actually yes, fell for it as yeah. well. But she's like a kayfabe granddaughter, yeah. I guess. Like-
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but I'd love to get a, another one or my brother's birthday is, um, in a couple of weeks. And if I could, I would just like love to surprise him with like a little roly poly wrinkly little puppy
0: bulldog. Well, we'll, we'll keep that between us. Um, no between one, us. yeah, we'll keep that between us. So we've, um, with the hall of fame, obviously not ideal. <laughs> everything that's no. went on. Um, so how close, cause this was what March when everything kicked off with, uh, with, lockdown and coronavirus and everything like that. So I mean I don't know if you can tell us but what were you told in terms of future plans for the whole thing?
1: Well, with future plans they they didn't say anything. They just contacted me. So I'll I'll, I'll rewind back to you and tell you like how I found out and all that, but I'll I'll just tell you though the last time I had um communications with them, they just said like, "Hey, you know as you could probably imagine it's it's postponed and this was like two weeks before wrestlemania and they were like but you know we're planning on on doing it you know possibly maybe SummerSlam, because you know back in march we thought uh, july august this was going to be all done right, mm. all
0: done, right? <laughs> how right? foolish how foolish we were <laughs>
1: how, foolish. how foolish of us yeah and he they were like so you know it would be appropriate if we did if it was SummerSlam, because of your dad's history and I thought, okay, cool. And they're like, but, you know, maybe it might be before that or maybe it might be after that. Um, it just won't be this coming weekend. I was like, okay. So that's what I was told for it. And, um, you know, I saw some things like a couple weeks ago, like in the, the wrestling news, like summer or, um, Hall of Fame at SummerSlam, question mark, but SummerSlam is just going to be at the Performance Center. So I don't foresee that happening. But that that, that wasn't from a WWE source. I just saw that online but um you know
0: nothing it would be a hard thing to deliver at this point and especially not in front of an audience as well you want the audience there to be a part of it
1: there and it
0: just
1: and you know it's like it just doesn't make sense and also with the amount of people that are going in and their families it's like that's how are we going to do that at the performance center yeah what i mean
0: no absolutely so when you found a lot of your dad's old ring gear i mean that was it, it was before lockdown so would that stuff have ended up in like being shown at access mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep so that was the plan so did mm-hmm. wwe get in touch I'm, I'm certain you probably told them but did they get in touch with you with anything that they might have had just randomly no, lying they, around
1: they just got in touch with me and they said we saw that you know because they're they they have like eyes everywhere <laughs>
0: like <they're, laughs> yeah you know what I
1: mean like they so they they saw they said you know we saw that you've got some of your dad's stuff would you be willing to to show that off at Fan Access and I was like weird how did they see that cuz like you know I just posted on my Instagram I didn't really you know obviously my followers were, will see it and my dad's followers but I didn't think that like it would go all the way <laughs> to there you know yeah. but uh, they they just said like we would love to to display it um Fan Access weekend and they originally had said to me, like, can you mail us, mail it to us in Connecticut? And I was like, well, if it's going to be here where I live in Tampa, I'll just. But also, I didn't want to risk flying it and traveling with it. And it's a good thing I, I didn't. Right.
0: Yeah, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So with um, with a lot of the ring, because your dad was kind of unique in the sense that he there weren't many wrestlers that had a lot of different ring gear at the same time. Sort of thing. So, like, from what you know, was he constantly? Did he design his own ring gear? Was he contacting various designers? Um, Like, how involved in the process was he when it came to making all that ring gear?
1: He was pretty involved with it. So, there's a guy named Michael Braun that he still lives here in Tampa, and he there's I guess there's like a documentary on him, and he did like uh, outfits for like Jimi Hendrix and uh, different artists and singers and Randy Savage actually put him and my dad in contact and Randy Savage was like you know he's pretty expensive but he gets the job done and my dad was like okay and uh, my dad saw his work and like they just came up with some ideas and did some um, kind of like mock-ups and different uh, tests and test outfits and the, they would come up with like the best things, and some of them were hit or misses. Like I posted some of them, and like my dad's got like a Union uh, Jack bandana, and, like two different kinds in some pictures, and it's like that,
0: that was so really cool. Like that was such a shock to see that. Uh, it Did was like that? You know what talking about. Yeah, I, I saw the pic. It 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 would have worked with the with the braids, though. I think.
1: It, yeah, it would have. But um, you know, some people were like, oh god, like. In the <laughs> They were like, oh, that would not have worked. And, like, maybe my dad or maybe Michael was like, eh, you know, I don't know. But, you know, that one didn't make the the TV. But they they came up with and collaborated. And my dad really stressed and wanted to make sure, like, the Union Jack had to be everywhere. And Mm. he literally put it everywhere. His braids, you know, the beads were red, white, and blue. From, like, head to toe, that man was Union Jack. Like, he wanted to represent England. And I think Michael
0: nailed it oh absolutely so with i mean with some of the later wwf uh, gear when he first turned heel um he would have like sort of uh like a lot of gold and uh not necessarily the union jacks everywhere so was that a conscious choice to accentuate the heel side of him to kind of tone down on it a little bit
1: That's a good question. I don't know where he came up with that. So in those days, the WWE sewing girls who are still there, they were making his gear at the time. So I have no idea like if the costume people just thought like, you know, the red and gold looked like royal or um, I don't know. But you know what, like going through like from my dad from the 1980s all the way up to like 2000, he was always changing and always evolving and always trying different looks and even like his body shape uh changed and you know it, it seems like it, to me it seems like he, he was in there like in wwe and wrestling a lot longer than he actually was because he had so many different looks
0: yeah and he and he was always at the top as well oh, Yeah. yep Yeah. uh, You know, I mean, there was that period in sort of 95, 96 with the In Your Houses and King of the Ring and SummerSlam. He must have had on pay-per-view within about eight months, six Mm -hmm. world title shots. Um, But that speaks to how dependable he was as a talent. I mean, also how great he was, obviously. But, um, you know, he was someone that you could put in there with just about anyone. And... You he, could have, he could have an amazing match. Um yeah. the match against Brett at In Your House 5, it's so good. And it's unlike anything WWF was doing at that time with the blood and yep. you know the violence and everything. But do you okay. think that the diesel match gets some unfair criticism?
1: I actually I haven't heard any criticism about it. This is like the first time.
0: <laughs> oh ever. sorry, I don't want to be that person. <laughs> but, you know,
1: you
0: know um... <laughs> I feel like oh, see, I feel like I'm just stirring. Shit! Now, <laughs> like,
1: no, 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 no. But you know, whereas if my brother would, would were here, he'd be like, "Oh, well, actually, he might pipe in and say something." But to me, just you know, watching it as a viewer and as a daughter. But you know, maybe you know, what did, did people just say it was like a crap match or something? Like, well, joking, G- yeah. Jim
0: Cornette was at ringside, and apparently, he apologized to Vince for the match. <laughs> but Jim, oh, no. Jim is very particular, I guess. In nineteen ninety five, WWF probably wasn't always to his tastes um but i mean the crowd were into it and you know it was it was a fine match and you know it it was it led to the in your house 5 match because it was a it was the dq so bulldog deserved the rematch which he you know basically cashed in on brett at in your house 5 so they probably had that in mind i think the dq finish probably didn't help with that audience yeah. cuz you know yeah. the, un- the undercard was kind of it was yokozuna against mabel and it was two heels sort of like in a a bit of a slugfest for like two minutes and then they just hug at the end and the crowd are like oh okay <laughs> so you know but um okay we'll we'll swiftly get off that then uh since you started uh, your dad's instagram do you have you had more people sort of recognize you than they would have before and if yeah. you have had fans come up to you have you had any in like just dressed as your dad and stuff like that is that kind of like freaky <laughs> um
1: i haven't seen it in person but I've just had people like online like they'll they'll tag my dad like they'll dress up as him you know do the cosplay thing or they'll be like a hard foundation they'll be like a Brett a Jim a Davey and Owen a Brian Pillman or like you know they'll do like the new the new Davey or like the with the with the vest or you know they'll do Davey with like the braid some of them go really all out like the detail is pretty pretty cool and I, I always try to give them credit and give the you know, give them dues for it because it's those braids that trying to get that look is not easy and also you have to you can't you gotta you gotta have your shirt off
0: <laughs> yeah no this is true i mean i think if i was gonna do one era i think it would be jeans because that's the easiest yeah, one it's, it's
1: the easiest <laughs> one. you can't go wrong with that and you can maybe wear a dress shirt and be like yeah i'm the british bulldog Give <laughs> me black boots <laughs> fanny, fanny packer these guys call it bum bags you know that um here i am
0: there you go. the uh, well that raw the, the raw after he won the hardcore title on his first appearance and he wears that suit with the massive collars. Yes. Kind of there's a comedian called Harry Hill. Are you familiar? Yes.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: they they kind of look like Harry Hill collars. Um they you do, know actually. that's that's what I would go as. It's a it's a very niche reference, I think, but I think it would be it would be fine. So I mean, one thing I noticed though, like there was a comparison picture of both of Davey's hardcore title wins, and the first one was right off of his back injury when he had put on some weight and you know may not i'm guessing may not have been able to work out quite as much because of his back injury and everything but when he won it the second time he was in unbelievable shape um do you remember that being like sort of a tough period when he's just like i've got to really sort myself because he did it in like record time because i mean within a month he was already in title matches and Mm
1: -hmm. um,
0: you know was was that a particularly sort of like hard period for him
1: um well, you know, looking back on it now, I know what you're talking about. Like when he first came back, he he looked like a little thicker, and then when you fast forward, when he's like with the Mean Street Posse, he was leaner, like mm. in the face. And uh, looking back on it, back then I, pr- I probably wouldn't have paid attention or noticed. But um, him going back, I think it was uh, I think it was a hard transition. I think it was um, because he was going back by himself, like he didn't have you know, all the times before that, whether it was, like, with Dynamite or if Brett was there or if Owen was there or, you know, Brian Pillman was there or, you know, even, like, Shawn Michaels was there. Like, he came back to, like, a, you know, besides The Undertaker, I don't really know who else was there. Oh, and Big Boss Man. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was just kind of him on his own. And uh, I think he he felt like, okay, I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this the best that I can. And unfortunately, it, it didn't last very long. I think I feel like he went back too soon. I feel like my dad should have had like a proper rest. And I feel like he should have, you know, because he literally went from like a hospital, well, from in and out of rehab because of his injuries and his, his uh what became a pain pill addiction, because of all like, you know, he should have, he should have sued WCW for that. But how my dad looked at it was like, I put my body in there, you know, this is, you're bound to get hurt. Like, that's just how he looked at it. But you know, if, if we were to do that today, that would be would have been a lawsuit.
0: Absolutely. I mean, uh, how did, when you started the Instagram, and you know, obviously it's it's blown up and everything, and you know, the petitions and everything else have led to you know the Hall of Fame, and we there's new British Bulldog merchandise out there by WWE, But you've also started your own line of British Bulldog merchandise, which is which is wonderful. So I mean, were you, did Harry sort of like talk to you about you may be asked uncomfortable questions like how do you feel about because obviously your dad has a a, an interesting past and everything and you know Mm -hmm. there's controversial moments and everything and we're not going to go into that but like how do you feel like are you happy talking about that stuff or do you feel that it's it shouldn't be you know casting like a sort of shadow on his legacy sort of thing could be you know but is we can't talk to him sadly and I guess yeah. people want to know stuff about him including like personal life so like how do you feel about that generally? well
1: like Harry never really talked to me about it or anything like I I just went on just uh, everything that I've done with my dad's stuff like I've just done on my own and like just and I'm not saying Harry didn't help me or anything you know he when I ask him like oh what date was this or he'll help me but you know I've I I kind of you know I did it um by myself and I didn't I didn't know what to expect I didn't know you know I didn't know that the hall of fame would happen I didn't know that you know I would be doing events or appearances displaying his stuff I didn't know you know opportunities were going to come I didn't know he was going to get his own I had no idea I just did this because I felt like there was no platform for my dad and I felt like There was, like, some, like, little tribute pages for him and stuff, but I felt like that wasn't good enough. And I looked at things like Bruce Lee's daughter, and she, you know, she runs all of Bruce Lee's stuff, and she posts pictures of her dad, like, once a week or every couple of days she'll post something of him. And I thought, that's really cool. And I just thought, like, I would love to just represent my dad in, in some way. And, you know, as we just mentioned, there's been a lot of sadness and a lot of kind of negative things that you know whether it's my dad or my family and you know I just I just wanted to take something like that people people want to remember how he died and it's like I want to show how he lived I want to turn this into a positive I want people to you know wake up and be happy like me when I'm running his stuff I wake up every morning and I post something and I feel like it's been a healing process to me and I feel uh, close to him and I feel it's weird because I feel like I have like a new kind of relationship with him it's it's it's
0: if that makes sense. Uh, Um, No, absolutely. I've lost family members as well. And it's just kind of, you know, you're kind of in a wonderful position where you have all this amazing footage and merchandise and all that kind of thing. And One thing I love about the uh, the page from joining it pretty early on uh, as well is to see, I mean, one, the growth of the page, but you are finding out stuff about your dad as Mm -hmm. the page grows. Like people are sending you stuff or sending you photographs. Like, you know, I know a lot of photographs have come from the UK tour that he did in 94, which I was there for. Um, And it's like a wonderful thing to see you find out more about your dad. I mean, have you, what have you found out that is like completely shocked you since like in a good way, since, uh, since starting the page. (laughs) In a good
1: way. Um, Nothing bad I've found out. Um, But it's just, I don't really know like what new things I've found out, but it's just like even today I posted um, a clip from a, a Jerry Jerry whoa, I can't remember his last name, but a, a Jerry, and he he trains Seamus, and he's a um, he runs a, a gym, and he's a trainer, and he's he's quite well known in like the bodybuilding world, and I, I had never met him, and a mutual friend of ours was like can you just talk to my friend for a second? And I was, and he's like, this is my friend, Jerry. And Jerry was like, Oh yeah. You know, I, I was trying to do like a buff bagwall gimmick and WCW. And you know, your dad was my idol and you know, I met him and I, I posted the video of his testimonial today. He said, I'm going to do a video. And if you, if you want to post it or do what you want with it, but you know, hearing his this things about my dad, he's like, he just, he just, he said, sit down and talk to me. And you know, your dad gave me the time of day and you know, he, pulled out pictures of his pictures of his bulldog from his wallet and you know it was really nice to me and I, I could see like WW, or WCW wasn't really treating him well and he had just had that trapdoor incident and he mm-hmm. just kind of seemed like over it and you know didn't want to be there and you know he was just privately by himself eating chicken wings and he could have just told me like beat it kid I don't want to talk to you or whatever and he's like but your dad you know sometimes when you meet your hero you're you'll be disappointed and be like oh he said but I met my hero and he was awesome. And I sat down and I had food with him and like, I can't, I still can't believe it. And I'm like, this is so weird how we're talking right now.
0: That is like how much you connect with your fans on, uh, and fans of your dad on Instagram has been a wonderful thing as well. It really does set you apart, especially since your dad has, you know, he's under a WWE legends contract and all that, all that kind of thing. Like how, with without delving too deeply with a legends contract does that restrict you from being able to do certain things uh, or, or do you have to go through them first i have
1: thing? to go through them first that's there's there's some things that i can't you know i i can use the british bulldog name because i own that name
0: really
1: wow yeah wwe doesn't own it so i i'm free to do whatever i want with it but if there's anything of his likeness or anything of you know pictures of him from wwe which is fair enough Mm -hmm. i will i will get an email or from a company or i will get an email from wwe and they'll just be like hey you know what's what's going on and you know we'll have to take it down and sometimes i don't even know about it sometimes there's like you know an etsy company or like (laughs) there was like some page that somebody tagged (laughs) me in and it's like these cool retro shirts of my dad that like this company's making and i'm like wait a minute like and it's like blatant like wwe pictures of him and i'm like they can't be doing this no if you guys want problems you know keep this up but trust me you got do something else or use other pictures or make print you know paint a picture but don't do not use their pictures because you know they're like i said to you they've got eyes like everywhere they will see it and they will take it down or they'll so yeah, well, I, I but there's lots of other things that I want to do with my dad, but I just have to be very um, careful, and you don't have to go through them first because you know um, they're they're WWE, they're you know <laughs> the top of the top. So I but I, I would love I would love to someday, um, and I'm kind of in the works for it right now. Um, do a series on my dad.
0: Uh, well, well, I was gonna ask about a possible documentary i mean would, would would that be in cooperation with wwe because they have a lot of footage or exactly would i
1: think like i have no idea um they might be like I, and it wouldn't be i don't think it would be a documentary i mean maybe i would love to do that but i would i would let wwe do that i would let them you know like with how they did with heart and soul because they will make it the best mm-hmm. you know and they've got like you said they've got all control and rights to everything and They, they, and they've got the best production, best editing, they'll make it good. But, um, with like the, the series, I would like this to be, you know, maybe based on that documentary or based on my dad's life or, but it would, you know, of course start out in England and then, you know, take him to Canada. I was thinking of doing one on my family, but it's just too much. There's too too many. (laughs) I was like, Davey is the, he's the easier person to do that with.
0: Yeah. I mean, there was, um, I think you were just going through stuff, maybe in your mom's house or something, and you were digging out so many cool pictures. And just when you look at, just the, again, the amount of family members and just the breadth oh. of everything, you know, one document. I mean, that Heart and Soul documentary did a very good job. Okay. But it But it could have been triple the length, just to yes. go into detail. I mean, it's amazing that they went into every brother and sister even the ones that aren't as well known as well but they actually took the time to do that and i thought i thought that was really cool but death you know i think we'd all love to see you know a davy documentary or you know a, a, certainly a, maybe a biography or something like that you know I, i'm sure you know all of this and you probably have thought about it at least you know once or something like that you know um and you know davy's been under a legends contract for a long time so you know the merchandise that comes out is it just kind of like does it still blow your mind or like when the new trading card comes out or you know because there are so many of them now if you just go back the like last 15 years that's an entire british bulldog massive collection even before going back to like the early days and stuff like that so i mean do you get given uh samples of the cards or whatever or uh, no No. yeah or I i would write them a letter i think you should get like a sample of the cards
1: no like if i see them you know i'll i'll, I'll buy it or um mm-hmm. but yeah I, I usually it's like i'll be like oh wait a minute this is new <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's kind of cool though i mean do you get that though do you just go into walmart and you're just like ah there's a the, now a cup <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a key ring yeah,
1: if i see it i'll be like okay i'll buy it and that's it's hilarious because like before like when you're talking about like the last 15 years so like when they did my dad's first you know dolls you know like back when he did the legends contract he's got you know they they tried to do his face they tried to do his nose and um you know his smile and everything mm. and now it's just harry's face
0: it really is isn't it yeah
1: <laughs> they just were like screw it <laughs> they just put harry's face on it because it's <laughs> like it's easier like because uh, I got it, I was like, "Wait!" And it's just it's from Harry's doll. It's that's like they they just took the copy, which like it makes sense. It's like, hey, it's close enough.
0: Figures uh, have done far worse than that in the past, to be honest. Like they once used Owen's head for a Jeff Jarrett figure. um So um, you know, any way to cut corners, <laughs> you know, that I'm sure yeah. they'll do. But um you know, the the figures have been really cool. I mean, what there has been talk i mean I, I don't know what you can tell us but especially with san diego comic con coming up uh, there has been talk of a new uh, davy figure coming out do you, can you give us a scoop or is there anything that you may know
1: i can't comment
0: <laughs> that's a yes <laughs> Okay, no, I'll, I'll not put words in your mouth. No, but you did mention that there was going to be a Funko Pop with Matilda.
1: I tried. I've been trying and trying and trying. And I actually emailed them um, like a, a month ago because I was going back and forth with um one of the merchandise people. And they've since left the company. And uh, But now I was talking to somebody else. And they just said, we've got our, our our things ready for this year and next year. And she's like, and with the whole COVID thing going on, she was like, I don't know when we're going to do pops kind of after that she was like with with the factories and things she was like but um you know in future meetings i'll I'll put it out there and i was like oh okay
0: mm, yeah i mean it can't be helped but i mean they must know that davy was you know just from being a collector as well when something of him comes out obviously i mean being from the uk it kind of makes it more special but it it doesn't happen all the time. You know, it's not like Ultimate Warrior or Randy Savage. There should be more. There should definitely be more Davy figures out there and merchandise generally. But there's always something special about it when there's something with his face on, I find. Um,
1: and I think when the actual Hall of Fame happens, I think there's going to be quite a boost in um, more Davy things coming out um, of the woodwork. I think lots of things are going to be happening. But um, it's just kind of like... On hold right now because I think they want to, you know, they want to put it all together for that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. I mean, I I got into wrestling in '92. Uh, I, I mean, it was a result of SummerSlam. I mean, I've I've talked to a lot of wrestlers who were at the event, and what they, I guess, maybe don't realize is, you know, selling out Wembley Stadium. A lot of UK uh Mm -hmm. distributors manufacturers were like oh well we'll make wwf calculators and we'll make the wrestling album and all that kind of thing and um you know people it's kind of hard to explain it to to, like younger fans but wwf was probably more popular in my opinion in the early 90s after summer slam than it was maybe even during the attitude era in the uk uh because you know all the european tours that went on and everything and um you know, I've, I've got so much bulldog stuff from that. I've got, I do have a British bulldog calculator. Have you ever seen this?
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you used it? Have you used it for like basic maths and all that kind of thing?
1: <laughs> well, I don't have it anymore, but I've just seen it like on eBay or people will will show it to me. And there, I have the wallet. Uh, yes. Brian Myers gave me a wallet. <laughs> yeah. It's brand new. It still is in the packaging and a little WWF cardboard thing inside of it to keep it flat. Yeah, I've got that in my drawer.
0: Do you have the sneakers?
1: I've got the sneakers, yep.
0: (laughs) Amazing. See, there was a lot of sort of, um, I guess, uniformity in the branding, which I really liked. So like the cartoon of uh, Davey would be on everything, like on the mug that came with Easter egg and stuff like that. I love sort of, when things are kind of uniform like that and you know the the merchandise with the the backpack and the wallet and the lunchbox and everything else you know just like really iconic images that will take people back to their childhood i think they need to recreate some of that stuff and like just bring out neon again totally neon's yeah. definitely due for a comeback i think um
1: totally. so i want to do some tops like new like shirts of my dad that are like that early 90s neon like and like his like and just make it I know exactly what you're talking about, but I've got ideas for that for his, uh, his line.
0: Ah, you, you are so for the fans. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> um, do you, do you get a kick out of listening to uh, slam jam with your dad? Who yeah. was it? It was a top 10 recording artist. I mean, does that like sort of he is. Was. Do, things, do things like that? Sort of? do you forget things like that sometimes? And you just think, wait a minute, this is weird.
1: <laughs> what I find the most weird is that is Simon Cowell produced that. He did. <laughs> that's what I'm like, what? So, like, Simon Cowell produced something that my dad sang on. <laughs> and my dad was not a singer by any means. So I'm like, that's that's that that's what blows my mind. Like, I can just tell people I, I don't, but, you know, like I could. Yeah, my dad, you know, Simon Cowell produced this And they'll be like, what? And they'll probably think it's like he's going to be like Brian McKnight or something. Or, <laughs> it's like, no,
0: no. I love the idea, though, that like your dad in years later would just like maybe sing his part in the shower or something like that or just like break it out in karaoke or something like that. Like, did he ever sort of mention it like years later or was it just because the thing is, there's so much stuff happened in those years that like yeah. just pumping out a wrestling album was just one of those things. And then just quickly forgotten about maybe when you've got like just a such a full on schedule. Did he ever mention any of that sort of like really weird stuff that he did In the early 90s.
1: Mm -mm. No, he didn't really um, ever mention that. But it's funny, like, I remembered when I was younger, and I was like, did I dream this? I'm like, I swear my dad was like in a Burger King commercial. (laughs) I (laughs) asked people about it, and they're like, no, no, he wasn't. I'm like, no, I swear he was. I'm like, I didn't just, and then, lo and behold... (laughs) you know what i'm talking
0: about what i found (laughs) absolutely well the thing is though about about davy it's so weird because obviously some of them like to huge and your dad was basically responsible for selling out a lot of uk tours anyway and then when he went to wcw it was shown on itv which was like we only had like four channels yeah. back then if you didn't have sky and itv was one of those channels and and your dad was main eventing all through that as well and then and straight out of that came that uh the uh uk tour um where I, and i've been dying to tell you this uh because my mom she she's since passed away but i remember as clear as day that she said that she met diana in the in the toilet and said hello to her Yes, yeah. uh, did you tell me that <laughs> i'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah i may have told you that i've told literally everyone that because it's such a weird thing to tell people but yeah no my mom met your mum in the toilet i'm yeah, sure that your mum does, does not remember this
1: <laughs> oh she probably will she probably would
0: do you think is she the yep. kind that would remember literally anything like that i mean yeah were you on were you traveling around on that tour
1: the uk one yeah yeah yep harry and i were yep I we I traveled a lot with my dad, Harry and I did, or and like I I loved it like I I loved uh, you know some some kids like you you see and like they really hate flying or you know but I just loved it like I would just like say to my mom give me my sticker book put me in the plane I'm good <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know it was just usually we'd be at arenas and um, but during those when we went to England we would just stay at my granddad's house so we just traveled with him.
0: And, I mean, was the... I'm guessing he did that, because, I mean, he coming straight off of worldwide television to kind of doing these really small venues um, while still at the top of his game and recognisable as a name as well, um, was that kind of done as a, a maybe a favour to the local promoter while he had time off or something like that? Like, do you know the story behind that tour?
1: Um... <laughs> no but i just think the money was really
0: good (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i didn't want to go there like Like, i'm shooting with them (laughs) yeah
1: but no i think he wanted to go back and i think he um he always if my dad had any uh opportunities to to go back to england he was there all the time he was supposed to go back the uh september 2002 and i think he was going to be in england for like six
0: months it was i have the program that was advertising his next appearance as well and you know um things happened. so yeah no um i wish i could have got a chance he was the first wrestler that i met as well i don't remember much about the show um apart from him um you know i'm sure he probably remembered a lot of wrestlers from his past but he was the only name there like there was probably a guy dressed up as a power ranger that was like always like the standard yeah, <laughs> and someone with like a bleach blonde mullet and all that kind of stuff yeah um... i remember that <laughs> <laughs> So halfway through the show that we were at, it was a Gator Leisure Centre, which is uh, in Newcastle, which I know you've been to, um, if you were certainly a part of that tour. I remember half time, all the kids just, there was no security. We all just got in the ring and started bouncing up and down on the ropes and jumping off the turnbuckles. There was no attempt to stop us. There was absolutely no health and safety <laughs> <laughs> put, into, put into place at that time. Um Yeah, no, really, just really fond memories of that. So, yeah, so you're going to be there for love of wrestling. So, did they contact you with this? Uh, Because I'm I'm guessing once you started displaying, you know, your dad's gear, everything blew up, not just with WWE, but, you know, just general. I guess you probably had like a million people wanting to buy the stuff as well.
1: Well, (laughs) um, let me go back
0: here.
1: So, WWE... I didn't, uh, like, so I did an appearance, there was a a company in um, New York, in New Jersey, and they contacted me, like, in November, and I didn't know anything about the Hall of Fame until months later, and they just said to me, they were like, hey, you know, we had um, Andre the Giant's daughter with us last year, and, you know, we've done stuff with TJ, and because uh, i guess with tj he can still do appearances and stuff like that even though he's with wwe i, I think he's got an arrangement but yeah he was like you know we, we took care of him and feel free to ask him about us and you know we, we had <clears throat> andre's daughter here and she brought like andre's jacket and his ring and you know i don't know if you've got any of your dad's stuff and i was like Ooh. and i'm in florida and i honestly i didn't i didn't have any of my dad's stuff and um unfortunately um just unfortunate circumstances, I, I don't have like anything of my dad's. I don't have anything except for some of his gear and some of his pieces of clothing. And I was like, Oh, okay, well, I don't know. And honestly the only thing I could find at first, cause I went to Canada for Christmas. So this, I was contacted in November and then I said, I'm going to go to Canada for Christmas. Let me see what I can find in storage or at my mom's place. And I kind of found like a few things. I found the heart foundation vest. And I found um, a brown vest that my dad wore at World of Sports back in, you know, like the 70s. Yeah.
0: It's
1: like, that's all I've got. And he was like, okay, well, that, that should do. And then I kind of kept searching and going through different boxes and just just kept, you know, I was, it's freezing in Canada, you know, snow's up to your waist and you can't go anywhere. So I was like, hey, I may as well just <laughs> make an <laughs> afternoon of going through these boxes. So I went through it and I was like, oh my God. And I found some, some not cool gear. And then I, I brought it back and I showed them all and they were like, whoa. And then I posted it online and everybody, like it blew up. Everybody was like, oh my God, oh my God. And, uh, uh, and then, I, so I brought it to New York. And at that point in March, I had known about the Hall of Fame. And a lot of people had asked me about it and I couldn't say anything because this was like March 5th. So I couldn't, I had to dip it. Um, and then Natty, my, my cousin Natty contacted me and she said at my mom's house, I found this and she found some like she found this cape from my dad when he wrestled. I think it was um the Warlord at WrestleMania seven. So she found that. And then he, there's this of uh, these pants, these trunks that my dad has, these tights. And it's when he wrestled, I think, IRS or Repo Man, I think, in England. And they've got like this like this braiding on the side of them, like this red braiding and uh these they're they're like fame like when I see them like oh my god those pants so I found like more things um during COVID (laughs) just you know at my aunt's house at my mom's house and you know I think that's that's it unless you know in my travels I'll, I'll find more somehow or maybe you know Brett might have something I have no idea but um yeah so I've just I posted it and uh from there um for the love of wrestling, oh, no, sorry, sorry, I posted it, and then people were like, oh, can you, can you? we see you're doing this in New York and New Jersey, can you please bring this to England, please bring this to England, and, like, I got so many messages and comments and tags, like, please, 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 and I was like, well, I don't know, like, I'll, so I just contacted them, and I was like, hey, I don't know if you guys are interested, but, you know, I'll I'll come and I'll bring this, you know, and they were like, okay, well, we'll see, and then they were like, yes, let's do it.
0: Isn't that wonderful? Like, being able to find that stuff. I'm guessing it didn't even occur to you that this stuff was around, like, anymore. No. And your mom mom never talked about it. I mean, I don't know why necessarily she would, but, like, it didn't even occur to her that there would be stuff just lying around or in a box somewhere. She
1: said she was, like, because there's so, as you can imagine, there's so many things of my dad's, from, like, merchandise to, you know, the Matilda toys to promo pictures to newspaper magazines, like, boxes upon boxes of that and you know she and like i still have you know these little british bulldog sneakers and shoes and slippers and clocks and tables and calculators and wallets <laughs> like all of that stuff but i don't think she thought like i think she i think harry said like you might find like maybe some types of his in one of those boxes it's probably going to be like his wcw like the red and gold type mm. stuff but you're probably not going to find much unfortunately and i was like okay and then i i found I found the golden ticket like I found all this other stuff and I was like oh my gosh so on my way back from Christmas it was like I had to leave some of my stuff behind to bring my because as you can imagine he was a very big man and his clothes were very big so it took up my whole suitcase but I was like uh this is coming with me it's not going to be sitting in you know cold boxes and storage anymore like this is it's gonna you know
0: bring people happy Oh, absolutely. And what is the process now for looking after those? Like, are they in cases? Because obviously I'm guessing some of them are probably falling apart a little bit just Um, from age.
1: Pretty good condition. Just some of them, like some of his blue and red stuff, like the blue has turned purple. But that's because my dad wore it so much that the color faded. Uh, But it's actually in pretty good condition.
0: That's good. And was it around that that time that your mom found the... uh, her fringe jacket from Summerslam, or did she always have that just oh, she
1: always had that she always had that like it was like boxed up like i i think like i had it, i can't remember but i just found it and it was all like bent and out of shape and i was like look what i found
0: that is history right there Isn't you know it? someone made a custom i don't know if you ever saw this but it was a a photograph of the bulldog figure and the Brett figure and i saw that a diana and it's it's the andre the giant fringe vest that they used for that and i was like that's genius yeah Yeah,
1: i I think i shared that on my dad's instagram but yeah they did they did a really good job with that
0: um
1: yeah yeah, people either love that jacket or they hate it like some people like oh god but hey you can't miss her
0: (laughs) that's true so two two very small questions so did the gear smell when you found it (laughs) Yes. <laughs> what did you have to do did you have to give it a good scrub or did you just kind of well
1: i'm not like washing it or anything because like i mean maybe like i'll dry clean it or something i'm not trying to be like i ain't washing it or but it's like i just you know it was his stuff like mm. i just i think just leave it as it was. It's like, you know, I wouldn't wash William Shakespeare's jacket or, you know, Freddie Mercury's jacket.
0: That's a good part. I love that you brought up Freddie Queen is my favorite band. So yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I totally understand. But I thought I thought maybe just to, for like preservation or something like that, that maybe some kind oh. of you know.
1: No, it's it's in pretty good that's it's I mean, you'll see it in person you'll you'll be like, oh, okay. But um yeah, it's uh you know so it might need like a bit of ironing and and things like that but it's it's pretty good I people are people have like asked me like you know I will give you this much I will give you this much like thousands of this and if you if I can have and I just I have to decline them because it's like this is unfortunately um you know this is all I've got and um you know it's just it's not for sale it's priceless
0: I, I, I mean it doesn't shock me that people would ask but at the same time I'm Really shocked that people would ask because, like, they need yeah. to uh, like realize like this is your dad stuff and it is really important to you and you're not going to put a price on that. And but you're still doing something amazing by giving the fans chance to uh to see it. So I want to sort of ask you two more things. Um, mm-hmm. what did you think of the? <laughs> We've kind of joked about this, me and some friends, but when Davy, right at the end of his run in '92, when he was still in the Continental Champion, he wore some really revealing ring gear with his ass hanging out and stuff like that like do you sort of like cringe looking at some like Are what you
1: w- about when he was like like um like in the early 90s that stuff
0: Yeah that sort of lace stuff and it went all the way up one side of his ass cheek and that it was kind of was like, like that,
1: ooh <laughs> That that one outfit with when he was against IRS I think it was like um UK yeah. Rampage 91 or it was a 92. I can't remember, but
0: 92. Yeah.
1: Lace that's a red lace and it goes all the way up. I, that's those trunks I've got.
0: That's, I mean, that was kind of risque for 92. Do you think he kind of like was, let's see how far I can push this in front of like the audience or to Vince or something like that?
1: I don't think so. I think, <laughs> I don't think anybody really paid attention to it at that point because, as well as like, I'm sure if you were to look at the bodybuilding magazines, I'm sure like the men and women were wearing like crazy stuff. In um, and there, and you know, Michael and him came up with that. And keep in mind, remember in uh, SummerSlam '92, a uh, sensational Sherry's outfit. This
0: is this is very true. See, you've given like just a perfect answer to a completely nonsensical question. It's mm-hmm. the kind of hardcore journalism that you get on uh, on my podcast. You see, you'll never be asked that again. No. Now about your dad's ass so we can put that we can put that to rest now um so how did you enjoy your time with MLW and you know you um as I read had a a background in journalism as well so was that something that you always wanted to do and want to continue doing
1: um yeah so I I was always in school I was into like the drama and not so much like the theater. I just, I I really liked like on screen things. And, um, I took a lot of acting classes growing up. And, um, when I was in high school, I joined a talent agency and they I got experience like working on film sets and TV sets and just doing back to back things. And I was really excited about it because, you know, I was getting my resume pretty good. And then, um, it kind of stopped <laughs> just cuz like in canada you know they do their their set things and then it gets freezing and nobody wants to do anything unless you know it's it calls for a you know a winter wonderland type thing and uh, but you know calgary's not like vancouver or like toronto where it's you know they, it's a big major city it is you, you know what i mean
0: yeah.
1: um so i i kind of stopped from there and then i kind of got like the the odd jobs and um from there, I went to Florida with uh, Harry and my mom, because Harry had to, well, he didn't have to go, but it was best in his career for WWE at the time to go to FCW and get the developmental, and he. it was best for him to be in Florida, so we came here, and I moved to Florida kind of at the worst time because of the economy, but, you know, I, I still tried to make it work and tried to to, to do other jobs, and I, from there, went got a scholarship at a uh, at school, at a college here for broadcasting and I did that and I graduated with honors, which is surprising because I'm not like a scholastic or a scholar, by any means. And uh, from there, after I, I graduated, I did you know lots of interns. I interned at Fox, I interned at NBC, I interned at another TV show. Um, and I was doing a lot of interning things and working. and then from there, Wrestle Talk came along in England, and uh, I moved to England and did some things back, back and forth there, and uh, yeah, I just have, have fell with MLW, uh, <laughs> which was fun. Um, I, I did other stuff between there. There's like a gap of things, but um, yeah, I did MLW, which was really fun. I got to work with Harry and Ted, and it just gave me some experience and some confidence that I needed. and then from there I um, uh, auditioned with WWE, which was a terrifying experience for me just because like I'm so anxious and just like, oh my god, it's I don't know if, if you ever feel like that or if anybody else feels like that, but it's like when the when you're it's everything is all dark and then the spotlight is on you. I, and I learned a lot from from that experience with WWE and they were they were really nice to me about it and they really really liked me. And um, they were like, yeah, you know, um, cause I was, the, my thing was like, I was just so nervous. I was mm. so nervous. Um, but they were like, you know, let's just get your nerves under control and, you know, we'll, we'll try again. And um, from there, I, you know, did some more MLW things and um, I, I work for iHeart. I'm employed with iHeart Media and, you know, I, my friend who's um he's a DJ there and he got me some experience working on the microphone there and Uh, co-hosting with him and uh, but now uh, everything's kind of like woo you know thrown in the air because of covid so um, I've just really have been just diving into my my dad's stuff and just trying to 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 do as much as I can because otherwise I'm going to lose my my mind sitting at home you know
0: Um, I, I totally understand that and and we are all incredibly appreciative that there is a platform for him now because you, you know what's like you, you like you know especially again during that time of like the early 90s and everything how just huge he was here like mainstream huge and you know we've never forgotten that and um you know i, I love that you have been able to experience the love of the fans towards you and your dad as well so you know um that's nothing but a good thing. And we're looking forward to seeing you at, uh, for love of wrestling on October the 31st and November the 1st. Um, so yeah. Um, and, yeah, it'll definitely be a highlight, and uh, we're looking forward to being able to see that gear up close. And uh, yeah, I want to thank you for uh, being a part of uh, this show uh, for the love of wrestling radio, and uh, maybe we can do this again. Uh, you know, the the thing is, like, I, I wanted to ask you questions that maybe you haven't been asked before. I
1: appreciate see. that. <laughs> because um, you know what, the, yeah. I never do. I never do podcasts. I don't do interviews. Like nine out of ten times, I decline them because and uh, obviously I accepted this because I'm going to be at the for the love of wrestling and you know I'm a part of it and uh but for the most part it's just you know I get asked the same questions <laughs> and it's just like the same things and it's like it's just you know it's like you can just google my response and it's <laughs> you know what I mean it's like I don't know I'm just not and, I, and I'm appreciative and I'm, I'm grateful that people want to talk to me and stuff but I'm just like I don't know I'm pretty I'm a pretty boring person <laughs> like
0: that's <laughs> yeah. not true, I'm sure. Well the thing is as well, it's not at all trying to bury any of the podcast here as well, because they want to know these things. And yeah. um but I, I think that, you know, with the love wrestling and especially the people that are gonna be there, they are very knowledgeable of your dad. Um and exactly, you know, exactly. knowledge knowledgeable enough to want to come and see his ring gear and stuff like that. Cause it's stuff that they may have seen at the time in person as well. So it will take them back and they'll be with their kids now and they'll be able to Educate them on the British Bulldog, the legend that is, and um, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. So yeah, no, I'm I'm extremely grateful that you have taken some time to uh, be on Full of Wrestling podcast. We're looking forward to see you on October the thirty first and November the first. There are still tickets available. You must run, run, run to the box office. You can't run to a box office. You can buy them online, I think. Sweet. Yeah, there will be links below the show. Uh, so um yes, thank you again, and uh, I will see you. I will see you then. And I'm looking forward to it.
1: I I know. I'm looking forward to it. And you can see all the stuff and all of its splendor and glory. I just have to figure out how I'm going to display it there.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you will have help with that. Actually, yes, uh, links um, to the website and to your Instagram. Where can people find you? Where can people buy your dad's uh, merchandise and everything?
1: Okay, well, you can follow my dad's page on Instagram. It is at the British Bulldog Davey Boy Smith. He is also recently on twitter as well and it is at underscore Davy boy smith and his facebook is just the british bulldog uh, on there and my instagram is at georgia j smith like homer j simpson and uh my uh sorry twitter is at georgia smith 87 and my facebook is at georgia smith 7 so yeah feel free to uh connect with me and connect with my dad's page and i'm really looking forward to this and um i hope you know people that uh listen to this and enjoy it and you know come swing by um, my dad's section and take it all in because you know my dad's stuff's going to be in his home country which uh, i think he is going to be so happy about
0: absolutely absolutely okay well i want to thank you again and we will talk again soon
1: awesome